On his uh, Mosley and Simcox, Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox on ESPN Central Texas. And so pleased right now to be joined by uh, the newest member of the Hall of Fame. It is Drew Pearson, the original 88. And uh, Drew, that was, uh, I mean, we all, you know, expected it. and, And we'd already talked to you a few months ago. We knew this was the way it was headed. But until you finally get that official call, you know, everybody's still kind of keeping their fingers crossed. Congratulations, sir. This is it's finally happened. And uh, just know how uh, how happy we all are for you. Well, thank you, Mose. And I appreciate that music on the intro. Uh, I'm going to the spirit in the sky in the final words there and going to the spirit in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, uh. That's one of my favorite songs that uh, led us on. But, hey, thank you for those uh, comments and support. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, feeling has, has been unbelievable. Uh, un- couldn't uh, imagine it being any better, even if it came, what, 30 years since I became el- – 38 years, actually, since I became eligible. And uh, in the class that I'm going in with and hanging out with those guys this past weekend – you know, I couldn't be uh, in a better situation, most. Do you, um, when it's happened and, and, and when you're waking up each day now, is there, uh, you, you, you know, you already obviously were an incredibly <laughs> confident guy and you, uh, and you always knew that you belonged here. But until they actually say, okay, it's official, does it feel any different, Drew? Have you been kind of... Walking on the clouds. What is this? Uh, what have been your emotions through all this? More like walking on air. I don't think my feet have touched the ground yet. You know, uh, it, it's different because it's like a weight's taken off your shoulders. You know, you're in now, and people can stop asking you why aren't you. I thought for a long time my my uh, first name was why aren't you Drew Pearson because it was always why aren't you in the Ring of Honor. That was 29 years I waited for that. Then it became, why aren't you in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? So I got that weight off my shoulder. But it it is a relief because, you know, I'm not bragging or nothing and think I'm better than anybody and think I'm better than any of those guys in the Hall of Fame, including the wide receivers, because they're certainly Hall of Famers. But, uh, Mose, I always felt that I was a Hall of Famer. And the reason is, you know, because I know what I did out there on the field. I know what I meant to the team during the time I played. Uh, the 11 seasons, we made the playoffs 10 of those 11 seasons, never had a losing season of those 10 playoff appearances. I played in seven NFC championship games and they're playing in, in three Super Bowls. So you know what you brought to the team during that period. And, you know, you had the respect of your coach, Tom Landry. And then when I hear all my teammates that I played with, including Hall of Famers, you know, tell me I belong in that class with them. And so that gave, gave me confidence and hoping that and that confidence, uh, along with my faith, uh, uh, knew that maybe one day it might happen, and it did happen. So I'm, I'm ecstatic and blessed and so thankful that it's happening right now. All right, and walk us through talking to Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, always uh, is already in, in the uh, Cowboys ring of honor, but uh, just a, an amazing guy. And uh, But uh, the news finally comes down. But, Drew, uh, the the way this thing is, people are told, 
this enormous man, David Baker, arrives. And we've seen it happen with Jimmy Johnson last year on the set of Fox. And, uh, and it also happened with you. What, for the folks that, that maybe didn't get to see this, uh, I, I just thought the, the unbelievable, I love the video of this, of Roger. He got a beard. I couldn't believe Roger's pulling off that beard yeah. look that he has. It yeah. must be a COVID right. beard. But Roger, who, you know, you can't think of one of you guys without the other. I When I hear Roger speak or I see Roger, I think about you. When I see you, I think about Roger. And so I thought that was so appropriate. Now, Jerry had to, of course, he, he lo- Jerry loves to attach himself to these huge deals. But <laughs> I know Jerry, uh, yeah. you know, you and Jerry have formed a nice relationship over the years as well. What was what was that whole like and how – what was it? Did they did they truly surprise you? I was uh, totally surprised. Uh, Rich Darrell Ripple, PR guy, had sent Roger and I a letter addressed to both of us, the same letter uh, that Jerry was requesting us to meet with him on January uh, yeah January twenty fifth, uh, two p.m. at his office. And Rich said, "I didn't know what it was about. I don't know what it's about, but I think I think it has something to do with real estate." And so I figured that's logical because uh, Roger and Jerry are involved in some real estate ventures, including ventures right there at the Star. So I thought maybe it was something that they wanted to include me in, you know, maybe in, in connection with the Hail Mary or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we went over there. We got to the lobby, and Rich took us over to where Jerry was uh, at in the conference room there. And we talked for a little bit, and I'm wondering why I'm there because it was mostly Jerry and Roger talking about real estate. And then all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door, and Jerry said, Drew, go answer the door. And so I went to answer the door, and, uh, and when I opened the door, it was all filled with that. The, the door well was filled with that big body of David Baker, and mostly his, <laughs> mostly his head was taking up most of the room. <laughs> He's got the biggest head in the world. But anyway, uh, he was there, and uh, he came in, and... I'm like shocked. I took a couple steps back. I had to grab my heart to make sure I wouldn't have no heart attack or nothing. You know, I have Fred Sanford used to do back yes. in the day. And so uh, it was a shock, and I was uh, totally surprised. I thought, really thought it was something to do with business. I didn't had no idea it might be something to uh, get the announcement. I knew the vote had been in, but nobody knew what the outcome was. Rick Gosselin, Shireen Williams, Gary Myers, Jared Bell. I talked to all those guys that were uh, pretty much in the voting process, and they didn't even know the results. So nobody knew, but and nobody had any idea. So you're kind of still waiting on pins and needles, even though you're the only candidate in the senior category. You're still not taking anything for granted this time around. So yeah. when Mr. Baker showed up, I knew he wasn't coming there to tell me no because he wouldn't have <laughs> left there walking, that's for sure. <laughs> so I figured he was tell, coming to tell me some good news. And the first thing he says, Drew Pearson, I'd like to welcome you as the senior nominee in a Pro Football Hall of Fame for the class of 2021. And that's oh, when my. I, you know, really went through uh, the emotions of that feeling. And then I look over there on the other side of the room, Roger and Jerry over there grinning like they ate the canary or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, then I said, you know, I can understand, Mr. Joe, that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what I'm all about. Uh, but I didn't think Roger would set me up like that. That's my quarterback, man. We, we're supposed to have uh, this tele, uh, telepathy, 
you know, with yeah. one another, knowing what's happening. You know, when he looked out there at me, I, I knew exactly what he was thinking, so I would run the, the right pass route, and I, he didn't give me any signals here. So, uh, but it was all good, and I was satisfied with that. And then, you know what, Matt, when I got home last night coming in from uh, 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 Tampa, uh, I got home, I opened the door, coming through my garage, and bam, I get surprised by my family. Everybody's oh. there with signs and everything else, balloons, cakes, and everything. And uh, so it, it, it's been pretty good. It's been great. And then, you know what, Matt, the, the, uh, the class I'm going in with, man, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, uh, Lynch, Calvin Johnson, uh, uh, Fineca, uh, and then uh, uh, Tom Flores, man. I, I'm going in with a special class, and we got together all last weekend, and we connected, and we've been connected ever since. We've been texting each other, and uh, we promised each other we're going to stay in touch with the other, each other going through this class of 2021. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I mean, you played against Flores teams, didn't you? I mean, that, that would have yeah, been yeah. – uh, yeah, yeah, and he had all that success. And, and, yeah. And, you know, he was a wide receiver coach uh, before he became head coach with the Raiders. And so he coached up Cliff Branch and Fred Wolitnikoff. So he knows all about being a, uh, what a good wide receiver is all about. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wasn't there because he's like 83 years old. But we did a yeah. Zoom uh, conference call with I was on with he and uh, Charles Woodson. And, man, if I can look like that at 83 – I'll take it, okay, because he looks good for his age, but he didn't want to travel because of his age, you know, with the pandemic and stuff like that. But uh, we had a nice conversation, and uh, he gave me a lot of respect in his comments, and I chose. I told Charles Woodson, if I played against you, when, if you were playing when I played, I probably wouldn't have gotten into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he probably, <laughs> and he, probably he liked that pretty good. So, But it's a great class and great group of people, and we had a great uh, weekend. We're sitting in a suite watching the game, and in, in walks Tiger Woods. And uh, yeah, we got to talk really? to him and hang out with him uh, most of the game. Uh, so that even made it even a little more special. Wow. Talking to Drew Pearson, who just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he'll have that gold jacket. He'll put that on this weekend. Drew, the way – what did uh, did you were you able to uh, ask Tiger? I, I, you may want to break some news here. Were you able to ask him if uh, how he's feeling and when he's going to make his return? Is he angling for the Masters? No, I didn't. I didn't talk to him about that. He was asking me questions more so about football, <laughs> you know, and what it takes to play football. And then he's got a little son, you know, and uh, and uh, he was trying to see if you know want to maybe steer his son to playing football. You know, I know he wants to be a golfer, but, you know, he wants to be pretty all around. But, no, he was holding court pretty much. I had my grandson there, Deuce Pittman, who's Kabika Pittman's son. Kabika used to play for the Cowboys. Yeah. And uh, so so he's my grandson. He was there with me, and he was over there holding court with, with Tiger Woods and Charles Johnson. They were talking about 30 minutes, and uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but I bet he got some good advice uh, from Tiger Woods. Uh, so, it was pretty cool uh, just hanging out, and they couldn't have made us feel any more special with the hospitality they showed us throughout that weekend. Yeah, well, you have earned it, and uh, it, it should have happened a long time ago. But now that it's happened, isn't it, isn't it weird, Drew? It just seems like uh, knowing you, you know, you're just not a – you do have emotion, and, and you showed that last year. But, you know, it just kind of something washes over you, and I guess – 
uh, in some sense, all that waiting. It, it wasn't fun, but at the same time, it, mm. I, I, I would say there's part of that that even makes you mo- even more appreciative probably than anybody going into this class, that, that you know, oh. all, all that period of time. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, 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 Matt. You know, I'm I I don't know if I'm more appreciative than anybody. I'm I'm very appreciative though. And you know, you you talk about the way it happened, but you know, I think you mentioned faith, and uh, that's you know, sometimes you got to follow your path. And the good Lord puts us on a path, and we got to believe that that's the path that He wants us to take. It's not a path for dishonor, uh, disaster. It's a path for good and righteousness. So. I, that's what was my belief. But think about it. You know, last January, not this past January, but uh, the previous January, you know, I'm breaking down. I'm ho- brokenhearted on social yeah. media and all that because I didn't get in through that centennial class. And, Matt, I only had to wait eight months, you know, before the vote came in that I'm the only senior nominee, uh, you know, for the senior category, which almost guarantees you, you know, selection. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't say that then, but I could say it now. But, you know, that made me feel a lot better. Now I'm in the process, and I get to go in with a class, you know, that is uh, pretty distinctive and be labeled, not not a, a, a centennial uh, class, but to be labeled a class of 2021. And that, you know, that makes it a lot more special, I think. No disrespect yeah. to Cliff Harris. Don't tell him I said that because he'll knock me out still. <laughs> Yeah, Cliff. Cliff. That was back in the day when they allowed. That, that's what people drew. That, uh, that, that you know, when you were playing, um, I know the numbers have changed over the years, and it's not fair to kind of compare today's numbers to when you were playing. But what what young people don't realize is that guys like Cliff and 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 I'm not saying he was dirty. There were players from other teams that were dirty. But, I mean, there was really no rules. I mean, they could lead with their forearm if they wanted to. Helmet-to-helmet contact was encouraged. It wasn't discouraged. And so I would say, Drew, truly, truly, when you went across the middle in those days, you know, you, 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 you had to fear for your life a little bit. And, uh, but yet you just kept doing it over and over again. It's a, it was a different era but uh, but I'm just so glad that we can still celebrate that era, and uh, I'm so I'm so excited yeah. for you. Yeah, and I'm glad I can understand and celebrate it because going over that middle wasn't easy, you know. And I didn't call it dirty mat play, you know. It's just the way we played back then, you know. That you know they're going to hit you upside the head. You know they're going to try to take your knees out. You know they're going to do those kind of things because we call that gamemanship. You know that was part of the game. We wanted to knock out the best player on the other team, and I'm sure they wanted to knock out our best player. How about that Thanksgiving Day game when uh, uh, Dyron Calvert from the Redskins predicted if they knock Staubach out of this game, we're going to beat the Cowboys. What happened? They proceeded to knock out Staubach, and in comes Clint Longley, you know, to throw uh, two touchdown passes in the final quarter to beat the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day. But that's the way we played the game. It was just a different type of physical game. And the first four or five years I played in the game, you know, defensive backs could do anything they wanted to you as long as the ball wasn't in the air. And Pat Fisher was only 5'8". You know, he would line up on, uh, in a dog position. He would take a couple steps back. But before the snap, he would come up and cut your legs right out from under you. And you're like saying, wow, how could I run a pass route under these circumstances? Mel Blunt trying to get inside of him. Uh, Emmett Thomas, Jimmy Johnson, Willie Brown. 
you know, all those great cornerbacks that were in the game back then, you know, made it a little tougher to uh, uh, throw the football. But also, Matt, it was a running back game. You know, we had some great running backs of that era back in the day. Franco Harris, Dorsett, Earl Campbell, O.J. Simpson. You know, you can go on and on with some of the great running backs that played during that era. But now they, they throw that football and 40 to 50 times a game is no big deal. And with the rules and a lack of quality defensive backs that I see out there on the field, uh, receivers are having pretty much a field, field day. That's why you've seen the numbers that you're seeing out there uh, in the game today. Yeah, it's, uh, it is true. And the Cowboys have the makings of one of the best uh, receiving cores uh, in the NFL uh, and, of course, they have number 88 now, C.D. Lamb. Drew, we got to put our heads together. Now that you are in the hall, we need to – I mean, eight, you've always been a great entrepreneurial spirit, and you've, uh, you're a really good businessman. But I, I, feel, like, I feel like 88 – I don't know. I, I feel like now that you're in the hall, we could take this to the next level. You know what I mean? There's got to be some kind of copyright-type deal that uh, – I don't know. I'm going to put some pen to paper, Drew, and we'll compare notes. Okay? Well, well, Matt, we're already working on it. You know, I, I've been in the apparel, in the uh, headwear business for 23 years when I retired, yeah. and and all that was all about coming up with uh, graphics and designs to put on our headwear. And I also have a business that's op- that is blessed by the Cowboys. It gives us uh, permission to run this uh, Cowboy Legends. Uh, online business. It's called CowboyLegends.com. You can see some of the graphics that we use in that. But if you have something to offer, uh, we'll look at it for sure, and uh, we can <laughs> include it in the line, and we'll give you a nice royalty payment uh, to go along with that. You oh, know, man. right on. Yeah, yeah, so, just because I respect you. Didn't you go to Baylor? That's true. That is true, Drew. Yeah, I so went you're to pretty Baylor smart. University. So I can, my, my, you might come up with something that can really be uh, pretty fashionable and. Uh, and uh, sell a lot of them. So if you've got yeah. something to offer, we'll certainly listen to you, Matt. Yeah, you I might appreciate be able to quit that. that. Quit that radio job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to do that. <laughs> no, Drew, we're so happy. You, you brought up memories. The next conversation we have, we'll have to tell some <laughs> mad bomber stories. You brought up uh, Clint Longley in that famous day uh, when yes. he came off the bench, and and, uh, and it was at Blaine Nye that had the, uh, the famous uh, – the famous line, the triumph of, of an uncluttered mind. <laughs> yes, yes. How, appro- how appropriate was that comment, you know? And then coming from Blaine Nye, you know, Blaine was a tough football player, but, you know, he was a smart, and he is intelligent, and he, and he had that vocabulary that didn't sound like a football player. So it, it was appropriate that he would come up with something like that, and it was uh, appropriate that I would uh, uh, refer to Clint Longley in that moment for sure. And, uh, yeah, I didn't Blaine go to Stanford, so he had uh, – Yeah, he's Stanford. Yeah, he's a smart yeah. guy. And, you know, that's what Landry had. We had a lot of guys, smart guys on the team. Calvin Hill from Yale, Roger from Naval, Drew Pearson from Tulsa. You know, what else do you want? You know? <laughs> that's right. No, you, were, you, you could play every position pretty much back in the day. And the only last thing I'll say, Drew, is I don't know if I ever told you this. I went out to do a huge story on Longley because he had disappeared – from the face of the earth. Yeah. I probably called you back then when I was working on it for the morning news. And I tracked mm-hmm. him down, and he kind of raced out of his garage trying to get away from me. And being the intrepid reporter that I am, I kind of pursued him. Uh, I wouldn't call it a high-speed chase. Let's just call it a moderate-speed chase. And so he <laughs> went out toward the ocean on one of those little side roads uh, in Corpus. 
And I followed him out there, uh, his wife in, right. in the pickup with him. And I just thought, you know what? They, the morning news has sent me out here to Corpus. I got to get my man. And uh, mm-hmm. I looked up. He had turned around, and it was like that scene out of, like, Footloose or something, Drew. The Mad <laughs> Bomber had it wide open coming right at me uh, on a little road Whoa. out there toward the ocean. And I, I I had the good sense to pull on off that road and watch the Mad Bomber. And I said, you know what? Yeah. I've, I've tried my best. This is, this is one interview I'm not going to land. But, uh, <laughs> I hear you. For well, all I, I know, he's stories st- I can tell still... you about the Mad Bomber. He he was there a short time, but he he uh, made some impact in that short time. He was a Dallas Cowboy, that's for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, it wasn't all it wasn't all positive. All right, Drew. We'll no, look. you're right. Most of it was negative. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Kind of kind of stories like the one you just told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Drew Pearson, love you, man, and uh, just so proud for you and happy for you, and uh, you're a great guy and a great friend, and uh, we'll, by hook or by crook, uh, we'll get out there to Canton, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, you know, there'll be a lot of us trying to crash that party. So, uh, uh, congratulations, sir. Well, thank you, Matt, and thanks for uh, having the original 88 on, and thank you for the support over the years. You know, the media has been good to Drew Pearson, and supporting this, a guy like Rick Gosselin in my corner, you know, pushing it, put, trying to push me through that door. And uh, finally, he finally got me through. So I'm, I'm excited. And uh, I told them uh, the other day, I'll represent the hall like they're supposed to be represented. And that's what it's all about. So thanks for the support, Matt. Thank you, buddy.